0: And so it should be a really important time I, I got to spend some time this week with some good friends Who actually he's one of the most amazing men I'm just going to be honest in the, on the planet in my mind and uh, he's the goodwill ambassador to the church Sent from the Israeli government to the church uh, To build the bridge, you know And he has, he's so committed to the peace of Jerusalem And to the Jewish people And Anyway, I got to tell him about the Iranian What we heard, remember Cameron He was Iranian When he got saved The first thing that happened, he said He fell in love with Israel Remember that and then we watch the Sheep Among Wolves video Detailing the story of the Iranian church And all of the people in Iran when they meet Jesus They fall in love with the Jewish people Which just goes to show and tell, it just confirms to me That Jesus is the Prince of Peace That he's the one that breaks down the walls He's the one that builds the bridges And uh, so it's just pretty exciting Of what God is doing in this hour And I'm going to keep you excited up here If you come to this church Remember there are no woe is me messages Now you know If you need the woe is me Receive it But ultimately it should be how wow is God And uh, so we're just grateful To be a part of his people I'm just so thankful I get to be one of his ambassadors How many of you are like that I'm just, just one of his sons and it's going to be a, a unique year, 2022 It'll be like unlike any year you've ever lived If you think it's going to be same old, same old You're in for a um, an awakening And I pray it's a great awakening and not a rude one But anyway, let me get started Isaiah 63 verse 4 This is what Isaiah said This is just lead us to where we're going Speaking for God, he said, for the day of vengeance or punishment is in my heart, and the year of my redeemed has come. Now regarding the redeemed, he said, surely they are my children who will not lie. They will not lie. They will not live by lies. They'll not follow lies. They're not going to make their decision based on lies. They will be those who love the truth and will be saved. I mean, if you know, that is one of the qualifications to be saved in the last days. Those that have a love for the truth versus those who follow and support lies. But then you read the rest of that in Isaiah 63. Those that love the truth, it says, then he says, so he became their savior. I uh, got a copy of Decision Magazine this week. I don't know, maybe somebody just gave me a free subscription i don't know but it's been coming and i don't read it all the time but this one i i noticed dr david jeremiah i've always had a respect for him and uh, he said you have to commit to yourself that you will not live your life by lies you have to live by the truth and it's a decision you're going to have to make And what David said, he says that uh, this is where the line is being drawn And I've been, you know, we've been speaking about that for quite some time The Lord you know, he's dividing the wheat from the tares The sheep from the goat The righteous from the wicked Malachi says those who serve God from those who only pretend to serve God Doesn't use the word pretend, but it might as well, it means the same thing But he's also going to divide those who live by lies and those who live by the truth. And I want to be one that lives by the truth. So that opening scripture, for the day of vengeance. This is what God said. For the day of vengeance is in my heart. And thank God the year of my redeemed has come. And for those that love truth he will become their savior. Savior. So, Lord, we thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you for the words we've heard and the testimonies, for the time of worship. And Lord, as we enter this new year, Lord, we're not um, God, we're not those that sleep. We're awake, and we thank you, Lord, that we're going to hear our Master's voice, the Shepherd's voice, and another voice. And though there are going to be many of them, we're not going to follow. We're going to follow the lamb wherever he goes And I thank you Lord that you prepared us all our lives For this year that we are entering In Jesus name Lord I pray now for the unction and the anointing To deliver what you put in my heart in Jesus name Amen You know one of the men that I respect is Mario Murillo And I mention him from time to time And, and anyway I haven't read a lot of his stuff recently And someone sent me a word that he had as we're beginning this year I think they printed it in charisma but, but Mario is addressing how the pastors and the prophets missed it royally You know back in 2019 And they were given these words about 2020 And it's going to be the most glorious, fantastic, prosperous And they missed it They missed it big time and Mario really is just reminding, you know, we don't want to miss it again Because there still, there are many that have reverted back to their old ways And that's what this article was all about And they're speaking to the church as how this is going to be the most glorious year Well, it is going to be glorious If you're the, of the redeemed of the Lord yes, that's right. And that's what we're going to talk about But I, I remember when I read this again You know, on one of our Friday nights, we tried to explain that scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Remember, it says, for where there are prophecies, what will happen? They will fail. Now, that doesn't mean we throw out the prophecies, does it? We're not to despise prophecy. We just remember that prophecies, nor the men who give them, are infallible. It's what Linda said God's word is infallible And that's really the bottom line of that scripture And we want to focus on the word Remember the Mount of Transfiguration Peter was it James and John They make their trek up the mountain All of a sudden the glory of the Lord appears on the mountain Jesus starts shining And there is Raymond you know, the glory the cloud overshadows And uh, then all of a sudden there are two that show up Who who are the other two? Moses and Elijah Now Moses, what does Moses represent? The law What does Elijah represent? The prophets So they wanted to build three tabernacles One for Jesus, one for Moses, and one for Elijah And then remember the voice, the shadow, the, the cloud No, this is my beloved son, hear him In other words, you don't build a tabernacle around the law. There are many people that they want us to go back under that law. You don't want to go under the law. Jesus fulfilled the law, and we know that. And then there are others that want you to go and follow the prophets. Jesus is the prophet. And uh, we're going to hear him in the law and in the prophets. Does that make sense? And anyway, I was thinking about that, that we want to be those Who hear him in this hour In fact can I just tell you It is absolutely vital that you hear him It's not just something we're saying at church You must hear from heaven For your family, for yourself You must And you will Because Hebrews 1 said God who at various times And in various ways spoke In times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days, say last days, spoken to us by his Son, whom God has appointed heir of all things, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Anyway, the rest of that article that from Mario, he was saying, now once again, we're hearing that tired old argument that says politics should not be in the pulpit. It's not about politics, it's about evil And the church has to address evil The kingdom is to come in every segment of society And so this is what Mario was speaking about And when I read it, I said, Mario, you're preaching to the choir Because that's what we talk about And we're not going to back down It's the church that must be the pillar of truth in a society that lost truth and we have to recover it and we're the only ones that have it. I remember one of the words that we got, you know, when everything closed down. We only closed for what? A month, six weeks, something like that. Then we realized what they were doing. It didn't take long, that it was, it was, they were up to no good and so we just started meeting and anyway I remember one of the words was that the enemy is going to conduct a full court press and we have to make a goal line stand. You remember that? And that's exactly what we've seen. We're living as as Linda referred to in the days of the greatest deception. If my dad had told me that what we're facing on the earth in this hour we would face I don't think I would have believed him. I don't I remember my my grandfather. I'm sitting in the living room in where were we? Paris, Tennessee. And they the man just landed on the moon. My grandfather didn't even believe it happened. He said that didn't happen. They did that out in a studio out in the west out in the the desert of Arizona. And I remember thinking No, that's real. They did that. They landed on the moon. But anyway, he wasn't going to buy it. And there's some things that they had told us. I mean, the deception today is not just normal deception. It's going to determine your destiny. And there's this psychosis. It's pharmakia. It's sorcery. And I've never seen anything like it. I just say, Lord, you know, if I'd have been you, I would have I mean, what about Jonathan Edwards or D.L. Moody? Those guys would have been excellent for this hour. And he said, no, you're the one I've chosen. Jonathan Edwards and D.L. Moody, they had their shot. And now you get to have yours. And that's where you and I are. We're in a time we never would have dreamed this thing would happen as it is. I did see, you know, we have a resident member that lives in Israel Judith and she sent me some text this morning she said last night there were three different protests of over 30,000 people that showed up in three different locations and they're beginning to stand up in Israel they're beginning to raise their fists in the face of tyranny Amen. and I'm just thinking that I told I said to Judith I'd text her back I said well this is wonderful f- for Israel but are we gonna do it here is it going to happen in America? Because half of Americans are welcoming what's happening And they've signed up for the greatest deception the world has ever known And probably in all of history And I'm not saying that lightly Because it's this serious Now we we began last week on a series on the coming And today I want to continue in that and go into a specific direction but. If you look up the phrase, the coming of the Lord That we saw from, in James and in many other places It's the Greek word parousia And it means two things It means the coming, as is translated But also means presence The presence of the Lord How many of you know that in this hour of invading darkness Heaven is also going to invade earth yes. We've been praying that for 2,000 years and the Lord is going to hear our prayer. He is hearing our prayer. So there's going to be an invasion of hell. But there's also going to be an invasion of, the, of heaven. His kingdom is going to come and his will is going to be done. What the Lord is looking for is for those who will allow his will to be done in them and through them. And we want to be those who sign up. How many of you say, I'm, I'm there? Lord, we want to be those that sign up. Now I think we meant, well I know we did, we mentioned it briefly last week, but uh, the coming of the Lord, biblically, you can break it up into six different uh, forms or ways that they looked at the coming of the Lord. And the first one was the first coming, the advent, the Lord came in the fullness of time. There were many prophets that prophesied of his coming, and yet... uh, he didn't come the way they expected him to come In fact he came to his own and his own received him not I wonder, and I think about this Lord I wonder if people will miss you in your second coming As they miss you in your first coming Because they're looking for something maybe in a totally different way But anyway it's something to consider And then secondly the, the coming of the Lord is the introduction of the gospel into a region That you know it had not been previously presented And that's what you and I are called to do And I believe that's what's been happening With these lockdowns It's actually caused the church to expand on the internet And it's like big nets have been cast all over the world if, If you had told me we would be preaching In 200 plus nations and all over the Middle East And in many places of Africa from this pulpit I'd have said, you, you may want to go home and take a nap or something, wake up from there. But I'd have had a hard time believing that. I was speaking with Kimberly and, and uh, Richard this week, and that's exactly what's happening. It's like the Lord has used the Internet as a last-day effort to release the gospel to the ends of the earth so that no place will have an excuse Everyone will hear. And then the third thing is the visible establishment of the kingdom. And that's what we've been praying. And so there's going to be evidence of that prayer that the kingdom of God is near. And that was the message of our Lord. He said, when you see these things happen, you'll know the kingdom is near. Now remember, there are two things that Jesus did after appearing to his disciples after the resurrection. There are two things. Number one, he presented himself alive. And then number two, he spoke of the things pertaining of the kingdom. And that's what you and I are to be about. We present him alive to a world that still thinks he's dead. Or they wonder if he's alive or not. And then we are to proclaim the things about the kingdom. And then the fourth thing was the coming refers to the conferring on the people, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the blessing and, and you know, the... Just the evidence of the love of God. And that's what we're to be about as well. There's, there are going to be fresh outpourings of the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you, you need the Holy Spirit in this hour. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In fact, every Sunday... Now, we're going to keep giving people an opportunity to receive the Lord. But every Sunday, we're going to pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pastor Moses... That's not his name He never would tell us his name When I get to heaven I'm going to say Hey what's your real name But he was from Vietnam And he didn't he just, I, He's not paranoid he just He's being wise So anyway He was called Pastor Moses when he came to America And he shared his testimony He said when I was thrown into a Communist isolation Ward No actually a little hole in the ground Isolation He said the only way I would have made it Spending all of that time in isolation The only way is when I prayed in the spirit He said he prayed in the spirit all the time He just prayed in the spirit On and on and on And he said the Holy Spirit Helped him to get through it And I was thinking You know we have talked about where Jesus said It's to your advantage that I go away Because if I go away I'm going to send The Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Helper So it's really to your advantage So in other words If you have the Holy Spirit You are always at an advantage Even if they throw you In a dirt cave Isolated all by yourself You and the Holy Spirit Can mess up a lot of plans Of the plans of darkness Does that make sense? Now Some of you won't make sense until that time comes And then you're going to remember And you're going to put the Lord to the test And you're going to find him faithful And then the next thing The executing of his judgments on the wicked And that's where we're going today On those who've rejected the gospel And then the last thing His his coming is reference to his second coming Remember our good friend who showed up here one Sunday We had no idea that he was involved in the Iranian church to the degree that he is. But Joel Richardson, he said the early church did not just cry out hallelujah, which means praise the Lord. What else did they cry? Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. And that's going to be our prayer in this hour. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Jesus Even so come It's going to be one of the most Popular prayers Prayed from this Moment on Now we want to go back these six things I just want to look at number five And that is his coming and his judgments Because The early church had an understanding Of the judgments of God Can I tell you That the modern day especially American church knows very little about the judgments of God in fact it probably was one of the enemy's plans to convince the church in the west that God was not going to judge anymore anyway that he's no longer a judge and so grace says you can do whatever you feel like you want to do and and God will just forgive you and forget and And he will forgive. And he will forget when there's repentance. But anyway, the early church understood that there was the goodness of God and the severity. Right? So I'm not going to preach, although I'd love to break out in some preaching. Because when I was going out, going through this in my mind all week, you know, I was breaking out in. I'm just that's the way I get ready for messages. I break out in preaching. Um, Shirley, do you ever walk by and wonder what I'm doing? But anyway, I hope you you know. It's, I just I don't know. I, when I was a little kid, I remember crawling under the house. Because we could, you could get under my house. And I was preaching to my dog. Repent. His name was, I believe, Spot. Really unique name. You know, there were many spots on the neighborhood. But we had a spot. Repent, Spot I don't know if he ever repented But anyway The Lord said The day of vengeance is in my heart And the year of my redeemed And those who Choose to reject the lies And love the truth To them I will be their savior So let's look at the judgments of the Lord in the Bible First of all You guys with me, everybody with me Nobody's sleeping No We're not going to let you sleep today Friday night We'll let you sleep Not today We got to wake up How many of you sense An urgency about the hour That we're living That's the Lord That's the spirit of God It's not As normal You don't want to be normal Normal people are going to have a difficult time. You're going to have to be abnormal. You know what I mean? Abnormal. You know, the, the word says you're a peculiar people. And we're going to have to be peculiar to the world. In fact, you will be peculiar to the world. But that will be a sign to you that you're, you're right on course. If they think you're normal... You probably are off course. If they think you're abnormal, you're on course. Does that make sense? That'll be one of the tests. Jesus said, "If they hated me, guess what? They're going to hate you." Anyway, so let's look at the judgments in the Bible. The first one I want to I want to hit home. There's the judgment on teachers and preachers, on those who have been given a voice. There's a stricter judgment. James chapter 3, verse 1. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers. Why? Knowing that we, so he's saying, James is including himself, we shall receive a stricter judgment. Now if I was heading up a ministry school, and in some ways I feel like we are. I feel like this is part of a ministry school The equipping of the saints For the work of the ministry I mean I feel like that's, that's part of our job description But if it was one of these formal ministry schools Where you had to sign up I'd somewhere put in that application You know did you read the fine print Did you read the terms and conditions Because to To those who are given, much is required. And those who are called as teachers, you're going to face a stricter judgment. That's why it's probably not a good idea today to go into ministry based on a whim. You go into ministry because you have nothing else you can do except obey the Lord. There's a fire burning in your bones and you have no choice. You can't say no Because there's a big yes Already written inside of you That's the way it was with me I could not say no I tried I remember the day I told God to get out of my life Now none of you have ever done Anything like that But I wanted to quit Feeling guilty about things I wanted to enjoy Well At least That's what I thought You would enjoy And men that opened the door to the most miserable, wretched, horrible pit. I'm not even gonna tell you how I was arrested three times within about six months. Now they weren't bad arrests, it was stupid arrest. But still, it was stupid. And it wasn't stupid to my mom and dad. And I'll never forget the night The third, was this the third one? One day I'll tell you the story But I'm, I'm in my home in Louisiana And the, it's late Like 2 o'clock in the morning And somebody knocks on the door And I look out the window and it's the sheriff And I remember thinking Why is the sheriff visiting us at 2 a.m. In the morning They were looking for me I wasn't looking for them but anyway, what was the moral of the story? One day it wasn't that bad, I'm, I'm just gonna tell you, it's part of my testimony. I know some of you are saying, you don't look like a bad guy. I remember the first time they threw me in, I thought I'd have a lot of fun until I found something and I started banging up against, you know, nobody knows. <laughs> anyway, they thought I was crazy. The other guys <laughs> say, man, you're of a different breed. Yeah because I don't belong here I'm here because I told God to get out of my life How many of you know that's not a good idea (laughs) Anyway you're going to receive the stricter judgment You can't get away with things other people might be able to get away with I don't like that part How many of you, you know what I'm talking about But To everyone much is given, much is required There's going to be a stricter judgment Remember the faithful servant, they were given a stewardship. And they were to make sure that they, they followed the Lord's commands fully. Because they were going to give an accounting for the stewardship that they'd been given. And so it is with us. And then another way. Okay, I'm going to get off of me. I'm going to get on to you and me. Idle words. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, listen to this. He says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You want to know what's in somebody's heart, just listen to what they have to say. And you'll know what's in their heart pretty quickly. A good man, Jesus goes on, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak They will give an account of it in the day of judgment For by your words you will be justified And by your words you will be condemned Now the word idle word means unprofitable, hollow, or injurious I wonder how many words we speak that are injurious to others And we don't know it Can I tell you on that day We will know it And it would be better To deal with it On this side of that day You know the Bible says That we're to be swift to hear And slow to speak How many of you know that would be good advice For some of us Swift to hear Run to hear But take your time When it comes to speaking you ever known anybody you can't shut them up, and they're just, you know, you could put the phone down and go to the bathroom and come back and pick it up, and they you would they would anyway. I'm, I'm not confessing anything. How many of you've ever done anything like that? Be honest. You know, you maybe, you, you had to do something. Maybe you just had to cough. But anyway, you, you know what I mean. You picked it back up. You didn't miss a beat. Confess up. I mean, if you have ever done anything like that? Okay, there you go. I knew we had honest people in this place. They loved the truth. They wouldn't be here. Anyway, James 1, 19 and 20. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And then another judgment is we must understand that the judgments of the Lord are part of the foundations of the Christian faith. Hebrews chapter 6, the elementary foundational principles of the faith. Number one, repentance from dead works. Number two, faith towards God. And one day, you know, we need to go and review all of this ourselves. Number three, the doctrine of baptisms, the the baptism into the body of Christ. You know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, baptism in water, and the baptism of suffering. That's one of the baptisms. The baptism of fire. And then there's the laying on of hands. How many of you know you're not to lay hands on someone suddenly. Lest you share in their sins because there's an impartation. I think someone was at Linda. We can't go anywhere where the Holy Spirit is not directed that we go in this hour. Likewise, we don't just lay hands on anyone, but it's by the direction of the Holy Spirit. I mean, if you know, that would be good advice. And then the resurrection of the dead, and then eternal judgment. It's an elementary foundational principle, one of the initial doctrines of the church, and the early church knew this well, of the Eternal judgment Not only is it judgment But it's it's eternal Daniel chapter 12 This is number 4 So judgment that's foundational Number 4 it's eternal But we read this last week It says and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth Shall awake Some to everlasting life And some to shame And everlasting contempt Do you know that eternity Awaits Every Man or woman that's ever lived on the earth Either you will spend eternity with him Or you're going to spend eternity separated from him And under condemnation and shame and contempt Forever and ever and ever Now the word contempt Means to loathe oneself To loathe oneself Means unworthiness There's so many people today, they walk around carrying this sense of unworthiness. In the next life, you could magnify that sense of unworthiness 10 million times. And I could just imagine the pain and the torment, much less the torment of hell, but that unworthiness carrying that sense of contempt and shame all through eternity and never being able to shake it off. Never getting free. Being shameful forever. And I believe remembering the opportunities that you had to repent and turn your life to Jesus. The shame, the agony, the contempt. And it's eternal. It is an eternal judgment. I mean, if you know it's eternal. It's not, you know, there's some teach in our universities that when life is over, it's over. Or some teach that you'll come back and... and Be something else and you'll live And you'll get to work out No you don't It's appointed man once to die And then the judgment And we have to let people know that You're not going to come back You're not going to get a second chance When this life is over You will stand before the judge of the universe And you will give an account of your life And then there's the judgment Or the vengeance on evil deeds Look over in Psalm 99 If you're with me, say amen. Good. Jerry knows how to bring out the amens. I'm going to learn that little trick as well. Because you need to know people are with you. I know what he's talking about. You don't want to be all alone. Although if you have to be all alone, you will be. We came into the world all alone. going to go out all alone, except I have someone with me this time. And he is the almighty one Anyway look in verse 6 Moses and Aaron Psalm 99 verse 6 Moses and Aaron were among his priests, And Samuel was among those who called upon his name They called upon the Lord And he answered them And he spoke to them in the cloudy pillar And they kept his testimonies And the ordinance he gave them You answered them O Lord our God And you were to them God who forgives how many of you know him as the God who forgives thank God you know men remember but God forgets and God cleanses the blood of Jesus but it goes on though you took vengeance on their deeds you were the God who forgives but you took vengeance on their deeds and this is a cause, to exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. So God will forgive, but there's a scar that sin can cause. Yeah. You know, now, you, now you're going to laugh at this when I told you that I had been in trouble. I actually majored in law enforcement in college. While all that was happening (laughs) Criminal justice I would study on Monday What happened on Friday You have your rights to remain silent Anyway Let me just tell you I'll tell you later But God used all of that In the most remarkable way To get me on the course I'm on today Most remarkable way He's a big God. He's a big God. I'm telling you, he's a big God. But we used to have a saying in those days. Well, it was one of my sayings too. But the saying was, if you can't do the time, don't commit the crime. Remember that? I don't know if they say that anymore. Because today you can commit the crime and get off scot-free. If it's a politically correct crime, you can get off. If it's the crime of telling the truth and Believing in God's word you may, not, you may not get off as quickly Anyway it's just a time in which we're living But God is the God who forgives But there's, there's scars that remain And there's hurt And only God is the one that can heal the hurts And the healing of the nations There'll be that, the leaves for the healing of the nations Of all that Sin is caused And you know that. And Someone mentioned the Antichrist If the Lord gives me the grace That's what we're going to talk about next week Because everyone under the sound of my voice Every single day that passes by You're either becoming more and more And part of the Antichrist system Or you're becoming more and more In Christ's system In him One or the other You're going to have to choose sides One of the ways you will know Is by those who love the truth From those Whose lives are dictated By lies I'll wait and get into there Next week Anyway The next thing Is premature judgment It's probably a good idea to go there After what I just said So look over in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 Now, he did say, let me just back up. Those who love the truth will be what? They'll be saved. Those who did not receive a love for the truth were among those who were given over to believe the lies. Who gave them over? God gave them over. That they would be condemned because they had pleasure in unrighteousness. Their love was not for the truth Their love was for something else That's the most amazing scripture We almost want to pass that over today God gave them up to believe the lie That they might be condemned along with them Because they had no love for righteousness Anyway, it's the scriptures we have to read today How many of you know we don't have a choice? You read the Bible, you preach what God said That's one of my big frustrations in this hour As many, many in the pulpits of America they, they do not want to tell the people the truth And if I had the opportunity, and maybe I will Do you know, to much is given, much is required And to those who stand in pulpits You will be held to a higher standard A stricter judgment You say well we're not to We're not to enter into certain areas No the kingdom is to enter into every area of society And our issue is Where there is sin we call it sin Where there's evil we call it evil and we do not back up, especially in this hour. I won't go there, but I wanted to go. And then I felt, I wasn't sure if it was the right timing, but over in Zechariah, maybe the Lord brought this back up. But the Lord is really dealing in that chapter with the false prophets. No, first, The idols of the land. God judges the idols of the land. Then secondly. He judges the false prophets. Because two thirds of the earth. Die. You remember that in Zechariah chapter 3. Two thirds of the earth. While much of those who claim to be speaking for God. Remain silent. And I think God. If I didn't know better, I would say, God, there are things happening in this hour. It's almost like your word really is true. Do you know what I mean? There's some things you read in the word all your life and it doesn't make sense. And then all of a sudden you say, God, you're pretty smart. You don't even have to figure it out. You just read it. God this is happening You knew it all the time It's all in the book Anyway If it was up to me I would send a great shaking To the pulpits of America I'm including myself in that Because you need shaking The pulpit of America needs to be shaken to the core And if you're not going to speak the truth, you need to get out now. Because when the shaking begins, you won't survive anyway. You will deny the Lord you claim to represent. Anyway, that's what I would say if I had the opportunity. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Now look at this. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1. This is a good good place to go. This is a type of judgment. Don't be premature. So this is great to follow what I said. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that they be found what? Faithful. Faithful. But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. What, what is Paul saying? He said, I'm not that concerned about you judging me because I'm going to stand before Almighty God. I don't fear you. I fear him. And so you might judge me, but that doesn't move me. Amen. I stand before Almighty God. In fact, he says, verse 5, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes. Who will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart, then each one 's praise will come from God. So what does that say? That's saying that some things, you're going to have to wait until the Lord comes, and God will deal with it. This was was it two years ago now? Oh, yeah, it had to have been. Have y'all noticed the years are passing by now like months used to be? It'll be 2023 before we know it. I can't even imagine, 2023? It doesn't even, makes no sense, but this was in 2019, and I, I was listening to a radio program, and it's an, a media, Christian media group, and they went to Davos, The home of the World Economic Forum And they had media passes So they were able to get in To most of the meetings And they were amazed At where technology is going You know they're talking about These little microchips They've been working on that for a long time guys This is not new news This is old news And they were amazed at all the technology And they were trying to Sound the alarm. Most of the American church probably rolled over and pushed a snooze button. But they were going into some of the meetings, that, the meetings that they were not allowed to go in. It's like they showed up with their pass, and there would be someone who would look them and say, You are not allowed in this meeting. And they would say, No, no, I got a media pass. I, no, you must leave. And so they had to leave. And there were many meetings They were in private Behind closed doors And you know you have to wonder Now that we know a little bit about the World Economic Forum What were they discussing in those meetings? And I don't know for sure None of us know for sure We just know a little Probably too much to make us dangerous You know just a little bit But do you know there's going to be a day That everything they were discussing in those back rooms Is going to be shouted on the housetops And when the Lord comes it's going to be made known And some things we're going to have to wait You know some people say do you really Can I just be honest a minute You guys I'm honest period But some people I I, I can hear them now They're saying are you one of those kooks that literally believe the pandemic could have been a pandemic? No, I'm not a kook. Although, and maybe in your estimation, I am. What I have is a biblical worldview. And the biblical worldview is, is that Satan is the god of this world. And Satan has men and women who have been taken captive by hell to do the will of their father. And their father is their father, the devil. I just know the rest of the story. That there are many that have been captivated by the love of God. And we too are going to do the will of our father. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I know the rest of the story. Let me tell you, you can't imagine the things that men have planned. The Bible says that. The heart of man is deceitful and wicked who can know it. Everything you've ever heard that you think was a conspiracy, that's probably just part of the truth. Men are capable of the grossest evil that's never been published because of the heart that is sinful and rebellious against God. And many, much of it's going to remain hidden Until the Lord comes And that's we're going to, why we're going to pray Even so come Lord Jesus It's going to become our most popular prayer And then the next thing is The decision we make Regarding judgment Will be our choice It will be our own choice I want to show you look at this We got just a couple more You guys are all with me right We hadn't even been an hour yet I'm digging myself, and you know, I'd often think about Pastor Moses. How did he survive solitary confinement in a hole in the ground? And I often wonder. Well, maybe the same way you'll survive if you get that honor. Did you hear what I said? If you get the honor. It's an honor to suffer for his name It's not that you've missed the will of God It's that you're right in the middle of God's will That's the truth of the matter And we have to be biblical And understand they considered it an honor That they could share in the sufferings of Christ The American church has been told that it's a dishonor No, it's an honor It's an honor now look at this, here's one man that avoided the suffering Look at um, Acts chapter 24 verse 15 I have hope in God that they themselves also Or which they themselves also accept That there will be a resurrection of the dead Both of the just and the unjust As we read in Daniel Everyone that's ever lived on the planet One day will rise up and stand before A holy God and they will give an account to the one they thought didn't even exist And They will be stunned in that day And they wish they would have gone back They could do it all over again but look in verse 22 But when Felix heard these things, now Felix was a governor Or a judge, but when Felix heard these things having more uh, Accurate knowledge of the way he adjourned the proceedings, so that shows he had some judicial authority And he said, when Lesias the commander comes down, I will make a decision on your case Now Felix thought he was going to make a decision that would determine Paul's fate Can I tell you that Felix was about to make a decision that was going to determine his own fate? And there's a supreme court now debating What is obviously unconstitutional Unholy, ungodly And in the next day or so they're going to make a decision That's going to change America forever But I tell you they will not just be making a decision for America They will be determining their own fate I want to show you the rest of the story Verse 23 So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and Let him have liberty Told him don't forbid his friends to provide and visit him Verse 24 And after some days when Felix came with his wife Drusilla Who was Jewish He sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ Now as he reasoned about righteousness Self-control And the judgment to come I read that again yesterday And I saw something I'd never seen Or maybe it was on Friday But it was three steps First of all he reasoned about righteousness Now righteousness is the standard that we've been called to But how many of you know none of us can reach that standard So therefore we put our trust in him who became sin Who knew no sin that we in return might become The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus But it's a choice we have to make right We give him our Unrighteousness, our wretchedness, our sin We receive the righteousness of God How many of you know that? So that's the standard Secondly, self-control That's the choice You make a choice Whether you receive or whether you reject And then third are the consequences The judgment to come And how many of you know there is a judgment to come? With our choices always come consequences for example, the wages of sin is what? Yes. Death. That's what it says. But thank God that's not the end of the story. But the gift of God. You receive the gift. You reach out by faith. But there's the standard, the choice, and the consequence. Now let's see what happened to Felix. So he reasoned Paul about righteousness, self-control, And the judgment to come And Felix was afraid And he answered Go away for now When I have a convenient time I will call for you And then meanwhile He also hoped that they would Offer him some money Maybe he could uh, gain a little reward But after two years Verse 27 Festus succeeded Felix And Felix wanting to do the Jews A favor left Paul bound and you know, other than one other time, later in the next chapter, just really and just a, it's not that important of a mention, but we never hear about Felix anymore. Felix, instead of fearing God and ruling in favor of what was righteous, he feared man, refusing to render righteous judgment. And in so doing, he judged his own self. And Felix today is facing the judgment that came. Or the judgment to come. Does that make sense? And we're going to make our own decisions in this hour. There are people right now making decisions that will seal their eternity. And I thank God we're still in the day of grace. And the spirit of God is moving and stirring in the hearts of people. Do you know that hell's purpose is to bring as many as they can... To hell Our job is to depopulate hell and Well you can't depopulate once you're there But lower the expectation And raise the expectation of the population of heaven And anyway, let's go on The next thing is the hour or the certainty of his judgments Revelation chapter 14 The angel with a loud voice declares Fear God and give him glory For the hour of his judgments have come. If you read that, you will see that there are two harvests. There's a harvest of the righteous and a harvest of the wicked. Can I tell you, you're going to be involved in one or the other in this hour. You will be harvested among the righteous or harvested among the wicked. Solomon in Ecclesiastes said, for every matter there is a time and a judgment. In other words, there's an hour of judgment, there's a day of judgment, there's a moment, and there's a time. There will be a day when there will be no more delay of where you will stand before God and give an account for your life. There's a scripture, I think about this scripture a lot. I I know I've read it before. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 10. It speaks to those who believe they're getting away with their sin. Listen to this. Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of men is to continue to do evil. They believe they've gotten away with it. God's overlooked it. He goes on. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times and his days are prolonged, or there's no justice. So I know it will go well with those who fear God, but it will not be well with the wicked. Nor will he continue to prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he did not fear God. Do you understand that? There are many that think they're going to live forever. And that's something in our nature when we're young. And then when you get a little bit older, you realize that ain't going to happen. You just look in the mirror. And you realize, you know this. I'll never forget the time when I was This was after all the struggles And I'm somewhere I'm in ministry By myself I think Somewhere in the world Complaining to God That I was all by myself in the world Wanting a wife and all But I I remember Going home and visiting my mom and dad And they had that All of a sudden That older look about them I hadn't been home in about six months or so And I just I looked at them I said God My mom and dad are getting older There's more gray There's less hair There are more wrinkles Now I say that about myself (laughs) But we're not going to live forever And we're going to give an account It is appointed Everyone Once to die and then the judgment Now we have to finish this up But look over in Revelation chapter 20 Here's the great White throne judgment. And then I'm going to talk about the last judgment, and then we're going to pray. And I'm so grateful for your patience. We have nothing better to do. There will be days we will go to church and stay there all day. It just may not be going where you thought you were going, it may be in a barn, in a back alley, in a wilderness. In a hole in the ground, hopefully not as a captive to men, but as captivated by the love of God. But it may look a little bit different. But it's okay if it looks different. How many of you think it's okay? Brandon, is it okay? It's okay. He's getting us ready for the most glorious time. But that's only half the story. The other is the darkest of the times, death. You're going to hear more and more people die. Yep. I wish I could tell you that wasn't true. I wish I could say, but there's an assignment to his murder as many people as possible. And it's happening. And it, we already talked about it. It's James chapter 5 all over. It's like God knew what he was talking about when he wrote James 5 verse 6. They murder the just and they do not resist them. And it's all happening. And that's why we must go after the lost. Because the day is growing short. I thank God every day now. This could could be over. This could be the last day. But there's a restraining work of the Holy Spirit. Do you know why God is restraining? Only one reason I know. How many of you know what it is? That none should perish Because they're saying where's the coming of the Lord? They don't even know what they're talking about, they don't know He's coming in judgment As well, that's one of the many ways And they say where's the promise of His coming? He is not slack concerning His promise But it is His will that none should perish and that all should come to repentance. Now look in Revelation chapter 20 verse 11. Now this is the final day. And, and there are many other judgments we could talk about. But it, we would be here till tomorrow the next day. And uh, so we can't do that. But look in verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne. And him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. That's an interesting concept. The earth and the heaven Looking at his face fled It's because there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth And there was no place found for them anymore They were dissolved How many of you know the world as we know it is going to be burned up And all the works in it And there will be a new heaven and a new earth Where righteousness will reign And I saw the dead Small and great That means those who were Maybe in those secret meetings and devos from those who were not allowed to go in, because they didn't want you, them to hear what they were planning and what was in the agenda, both small and great, standing before God, and books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works, by the things which were written in the books. You know, there's some people that think, surely I've gotten away with it. Can I tell you, it's recorded in the books. It's recorded in the books, everything. Unless it's under the blood of Jesus, and you're in the book of life, it's recorded. Whatever you've done is recorded in the books. And they were judged according to the books, and the books were open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to the works, which were written in the books. Now verse 13 The sea gave up the dead who were in it You know one day Those who perished on the Titanic Then were never found again They will be resurrected They will be found again They're going to come up out of the seas All over the earth And they're going to stand before God And he goes on The sea gave up the dead who were in it And death and Hades delivered up the dead That's all the gravesite The graves all over Who were in them. And they were judged. Each one. According to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life. Was cast. Into the lake of fire. And that's the ultimate judgment. But you know there's one more judgment. We got to talk about. You know what that was. It's. The one where Jesus was judged on the cross, where he was judged fully. He took upon himself the full wrath of God for you and for me, where he who was without sin became sin and took on the torment of our own sin, that you and I could be made free and forgiven and have hope that can't be taken away in this life and that doesn't end in the next, but will endure for all of eternity. He took it all on himself. Now the choice is ours, isn't it? We choose. Either we are going to pay for our own sin on that day, or we're going to let him pay for it in his day. And then our day will be the day of salvation. On those who look upon him unashamedly Because he is their God And they are his people Well I want to pray Because I know there are people watching online And uh, we, I believe there is someone here My prayer is God bring the lost Lord that your house would be full Because I tell you the time is running out And some of you you are facing death You don't even know it You don't have no idea what's happened to you You have no idea If I were you I would humble myself And humble myself under the mighty hand of God And make sure your soul is right with him Because regardless of what happens in this life You're not going to live forever It is in man's thoughts that his tent will You know survive forever But it's not so There's a day of reckoning There's a day of judgment you say, how can I know that I'm saved? How can I know I'm going to heaven? Well, you have to acknowledge your need of God. You have to know that you need him and that he is exactly who he said he is. And he's brought forth his son. He sent his son into the world. Jesus lived, Jesus died, and Jesus rose from the dead. He's the only one I know that lived a sinless life. And then he gave up his, his perfection for our imperfection. So then we confess our sin We acknowledge the Bible says if you believe in your heart If you confess with your mouth God has raised him from the dead you will be saved And with the heart one believes And you with the mouth one confesses And this is the day of salvation How many of you know that? That whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved Can I tell you that also relates to nations There are nations right now calling on the name of the Lord. They see this wicked global deception. They see what's happening in America. And they're calling on their God. And can I tell you, there are going to be sheep nations all over the earth that are going to call upon the name of the Lord. And God is going to rescue those that call on his name. You're going to witness what happens with Babylon and you're going to be so amazed. Your heart is going to be broken For he who judges her will judge her in one hour But you don't have to be in that judgment You don't have to be in it You can be free Because of the blood of Jesus Jesus was judged for us So anyway I want to pray right now For those of you watching And if you're in this room You say I don't know if I'm saved But I want to be saved I want you to pray for me If you're in this room I want you to stand We're going to bring something to you We have some literature But you say I don't know if I'm saved But I want to be saved I want to know I'm going to heaven If I died today If I got run over by a steamroller Whatever you know I'm going to heaven My eternity is secure As anybody say Well you can stand at any time But those of you This is what I thought If you're watching your, your iPhone You know your cell phone Get off somewhere and stand up for him right now. Even if it's just on the other side of the room. Get out of the bed. Stand by your bed. Now if you're driving, you've you got to be a little more cautious. Pull over or something. But let this be your moment of decision, your day of salvation. And pray this prayer, not because you're praying what I pray, but you mean it in your heart. You can't come to him when you want to. You come when he's drawing you. There's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I pray and I believe the Holy Spirit is convicting, drawing many right now. Harvest time is not coming, guys. Harvest is here. This is it right now. And I could show you where Jesus would be in 100% agreement. So I want you to pray with me. Just say, Dear God, I need you. I believe in Jesus, that he is the Son of God. That he died on the cross and he rose from the dead. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I choose to turn from my own way. And I turn to you, Jesus, my way. And I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus. And if anyone calls on your name, they will be saved. So I thank you for salvation. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the fire of God that I would live the rest of my life for you. In Jesus' name I pray. And if you prayed that prayer, connect with us at the Gathering Church Office. At gmail.com The gathering church office at gmail.com And we'll send you some literature Amen Thanks for sticking around guys I didn't beat you up too much did I I didn't mean to I'm with you Turn that, turn that up I just want to pray one thing before you go I know it's 1235 It's okay because we're in this together right now. Some of you we see from time to time. So you're gonna have you're gonna have to live by your faith. You're gonna have to uh, encourage yourself in the Lord. If you're not around people, people can discourage you. you know, they can bring you down. So you have to be determined to. I'm going to encourage myself like David. I mean, David, King David. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. Get away and get with God. Dig yourself a hole and crawl in it. But whatever you have to do, just get with you and Him and say, Jesus, I love you. God, this world's going crazy. But then you knew all about it. You wrote all about it. And I'm part of I'm part of your sheepfold. And these other voices I'm not going to follow. I'm going to follow the Lamb who has conquered. And I'm going to see victory. Do you know the believer, it says, they always triumph in Christ Jesus. Always. Even if you are in a mess. If you're in Christ, you're going to triumph in that mess. Does that make sense? Christ triumphs over the mess. Because most of us live in a mess sometimes, of our own doing and we have to repent and go back and go to the blood. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. How many of you are thankful there's forgiveness, mercy? Mercies are new every morning. You know why they're new every morning? Because we need them new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. Great is the faithfulness of God. So I'm going to just pray over you. Bless you. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to know Shirley and I love you Thank you for honoring my wife I ask her from time to time Shirley do I honor you Do I honor you enough Because I want to be As long as I waited God answered my prayer I figure I'm going to honor her All the days of my life Because God answered my prayer That's the way I look at it I know some people They bailed out for one reason or the other You're going to have to do more you're going to have to do something really evil to bail me out of this. I'm in. I'm in. She's my partner for life, my covenant partner. And I'm not going to treat her in any other way. That's why when I hear of ministries, ministers leave their wives, man, what kind of testimony is that? Do you know what God said about divorce? He hates it because of what happens. But he loves the divorcees, doesn't he? Thank God he loves divorcees. Thank God you do. Because, you know, anything could happen. I could wake up one morning and surely, no, no, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen, it ain't gonna happen. No. Yes. By his grace. I was just thinking, it's his grace. I was just thinking what Ruth Graham said. You remember what Ruth said? They asked her, have you ever considered divorce with Billy? She said, we never mention the word divorce, never. Now, murder, yes. Divorce, never. <laughs> you know, you've heard that story. If you go down to the Billy Graham library, you'll, you'll hear it again. Anyway, Lord, I pray for everyone in this room. God, thank you. They're our, they're our family. They're family. And, Lord, it is going to be a glorious year for those who know their God, they will be strong and carry out great exploits. And they will see the glory of the Lord cover the earth just like the water covers the sea. We're going to see God's glory in this hour. And I thank you every one of us have been chosen. But not only chosen, but chosen to witness and behold things that even angels themselves have longed to see. And we thank you, God, for calling us, handpicking us to live in this incredible hour of history. Bless everyone, Lord. Fill them with great faith, great hope, great encouragement, and great joy. The joy of the Lord is their strength. And I pray for joy unspeakable and full of glory, bubbling up, flowing over, that cannot be contained. And I thank you, God, now, I want to pray one more thing. How many of you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Neither. Okay, we want to pray right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, Jesus, put your hand. You're the baptizer. You said, he that's coming after me shall baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So, God, I pray right now for the fire of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ we loosen everyone in this room everyone that if they're still watching be loosed Let the fire of the Holy Ghost fall the spirit of the living God right now just say I receive by faith because this is a promise to me to me and my children now stir up the gifts let your will be done Now Lord, I'm expecting you to answer this prayer. I believe you've laid hands on people. And I release it right now in the name of Jesus Almighty. Now I'm just going to tell you one quick testimony. I thought tongues was of the devil. I did. Until one night, I'm at Wheaton College attending a pastor's gathering. And my roommate, a Presbyterian pastor said, David, I did not know you spoke in tongues. I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. No, he said, you spoke in tongues all night in your sleep. I couldn't go to sleep because you kept praying in tongues. I said, really? I said, wow, that's cool. I'm just telling you, that's the way it happened with me. I was a little stubborn. But God is a good God. Don't you you say he can't. God can. God bless you guys. Have a great day.